Welcome to the Pursuit of Wellbeing podcast. My name's Maria Brosnan. I'm the founder of Pursuit and your host for the show. This podcast is dedicated to providing wellbeing information, inspiration, and support for teachers, leaders, and school staff around the world. Before we get started, you can find a video version of this episode on our YouTube channel, Pursuit of Wellbeing. My guest today is Kimberly Evans. Kimberly began her teaching career over 20 years ago. She left teaching two years ago to set up Nourish the Workplace to make a difference in the profession that she loves. After seeing many people leave education due to unhappiness and workload issues, she made a commitment to show schools how easy it is to improve their well-being. I love that. Nourish the Workplace gives schools the tools it needs to prioritise and celebrate staff well-being. It provides the tools to give every member of staff a voice and helps the school recognise their staff and their particular needs. Kimberly, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, great to have you here. So the theme of this podcast is all around the staff room. Now we're recording this in September 2020, so we're looking forward from this point to who knows when, but um, the starting point is, I guess, how do we adjust the staff room in time of physical distancing so we don't end up with too much social distancing? And why is this important? It's such, such an important topic and I've worked so hard over the last couple of years to really get schools to prioritise their staff room, to, to get them to understand just how important a staff room is because I could see them dwindling and as new buildings were being built for new schools they weren't they weren't including a staff room at all um, so we've been you know I've been working really hard with schools to, to get them to really prioritize them and yeah then and I totally understand why they're having the issues that they're having you know they've got to keep their staff safe they've got to put the systems in place um, but at the same time we can't just say a blanket we're not having a staff room because it's I think it gets misunderstood what it's used for. It sometimes has a bit of a bad rap. The fact that staff room just gets used for, for people talking about each other and bitching about each other and things like that. And that's, that's just not what a staff room should be. It should be, you should be able to walk into a staff room and it'd be full of laughter and people swapping ideas and working and getting to know each other and building a community spirit at the same time as eating a really healthy lunch or a snack and drinking sensibly, being able to go to the toilet, all of those I see come in under the staff room umbrella. They may well be that they're, those type of things are in different places in the schools in some places. But it's, that is about nourishing your staff. You know, that's really where the, the name came from because you can, it, it can really make a difference to a school, a, a good staff room, you know, a really well thought out staff room with the right facilities enough facilities and I think now we've just got to really think about how we switch that round and how how we adjust because we can't just say you can't you can't have a cup of tea <laughs> or a cup of coffee yeah. you can't say you can't you can't meet anybody else during the day because what is that going to do to people's mental health and their physical health and it's going to have such a huge impact, not because this is, we are doing this for the long term. You know, this isn't something that we just need to think, right, we're going to tick a box. If we knew that COVID was going to be gone by half term, then by all means, yeah. you know, shut them down. That's fine. We can deal with it. But this is going to be around for a long time and the ramifications of it. And 
I just worry that we're going to have vast amounts of teachers off sick by half term because they're not, they're not getting a break. They're not eating the right foods. They're not drinking enough water. All of those things come under the umbrella of staff, staff rooms, really. Exactly. So how do we, un, under the conditions that everybody's working under now mm. in school, and I know, you, you know, of course, we don't have a magic wand and we, and we can't even say, do these five things, although we will do that. But every school is so unique in terms of what their buildings can, can um, how flexible their buildings can mm. be, what space they've had. So can you talk us through some of the pinch points that you've identified and give, help just share some ideas that you've discovered that are working well and that perhaps other people have discovered that are working well. Yeah, I think one of the major problems of, um, of staff rooms is that they're generally in a pinch point. That's a really good, good word to use because they're generally like down the end of a corridor or something like that. So you can't have like a two metre corridor distance or anything like that. Um, staggered lunch times does seem to be helping people. So if they're if you're having a staggered lunchtime and there's just less people to have in the, in the staff room. So you can have this, the physical distancing of chairs two metres apart, all of those kind of things. That seems to be working quite well with people. Um, but I would say the main thing to do is to ask your staff first. I always come from that. So that's what Nourish the Workplace is all about, is giving staff communication and a voice. Because the people that are making these decisions, the leaders, don't necessarily use the staff room in the same way as the rest of the staff might do. They might pop in there to have a cup of tea and to make or grab their lunch from the fridge, but they, they're not the ones that rely on that space for their PPA, for instance. They're not ones to rely on that for um, being able to sit down and it's the only time they can sit down all day because they maybe don't have a classroom and they're roaming around. It's the only time that they ever see anybody else apart from the class that they're with. Other people need all of that. And if you ask your staff and ask, you know, okay, so what do you want out of your staff room? What do you need? How many of you bring in lunch, so therefore need the fridge? How many of you come to the staff room for a cup of tea? Or do you actually drink water over the winter so maybe we can adjust that because you don't all need to come for a cup of tea? How many of you use it to work in? Um, you know, because if you're working in it, if it's a PPA kind of a room, then you could maybe have other little spaces for that somewhere around the school. You could lessen the, if, if people are using that to go and work in, there are many other places in the, in the school that you could probably use for that. Um, so definitely ask your staff, ask your staff what they would like to have out of it. And then, look, you know, different, as you said, schools are so different. Some of them might say, do you know what, we don't want to go in the staff room we don't want to go in it at all. Mm. And then you've got something to work from. Other schools might, other staff might say, no, we really, really desperately want that community aspect somehow. Please help us have that community aspect. And therefore then you can work with people for that. Mm -hmm. What I've seen working really well, what I'm advising is maybe thinking about having mini staff rooms around the school. So kind of going to a secondary school aspect where although I don't, I don't necessarily like it as much as a primary school where everyone's together in secondary schools where you sometimes don't have a main staff room, but you have very many departmental rooms. Um, even if it's just an office that people congregate in, can you find spaces in different parts of the school to have separate mini, mini staff rooms as it were, so that there's less, there's less far to go. So there's less movement around the school. 
um, there's you're not encouraging large pockets of people together, so smaller amounts of people, or even keeping people in their bubbles. If you've got a large school, you could have three or four classes as, as if they're in their bubble together. They could have their own mini staff room, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not ideal, though, because, you know, all of these things come with ifs and buts because some people need a break. <laughs> some people need a break from their bubble. Don't know. They need to speak to another adult, um, somebody different, because otherwise they're with that same person day in, day out. And even if that's your very best friend, <laughs> it can be, you it's might need great. a break. Yeah, you might need a break from each other. So that, I, I do think that's, that's working quite well. Um, a, a, a little bit on cost, because I think that's the worry for a lot of people yeah. as well, is they're thinking, oh, I haven't got any money for this. Mm. You know, budgets are strained. You know, the money isn't coming through from the government in time. Everyone's having to pay out for extra things. So again, speak to your staff. Say, has anyone got a spare kettle? Yeah, <laughs> I've, got, I've got two spare kettles in the, in the garage that I use for camping. You know, it's people have got this stuff. You know, who can bring in some extra mugs? Who can? Um, has anyone got any garden chairs that we could use? You know, if you're worried about that kind of thing, um, garden chairs are also much easier to clean. You know, and much nicer than a children's chair. You know, we don't want staff having to sit on plastic chairs that are children's chairs just for the sake of being able to clean them. Um, or ask your PTA for some money. Or ask your parents, open it up to the community and say, look, we're going into the winter. Has anyone got camping equipment they're not using that we could use over the winter? Has anyone got a garden table that they're going to chuck out? Mm. Um, has anyone done some clearing up over the over lockdown? Like we've all been decluttering, haven't you? And has <laughs> anyone got spare plates, knives and forks that, you know, they don't need to match. They don't need to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But just find some ways. Be creative thinking outside the box I think that's that's a big thing think outside the box don't think what does a staff room always look like go with what we want out of it and that goes back to asking your staff what they want and then how can you create that I love that idea and even though as you say you know we could be looking at having these measures in place for quite some time nobody knows of course but um how do we just try these things out right Mm. we don't need to say this is how we're going to do it from now on how do we just play with some ideas and give it a go yeah absolutely that and yeah trialing things and always going back to speaking to your staff and that is the really paramount paramount point really here is 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 go back and ask is it working yeah. Is this working for you? Is there any problems with this? Um, what are your problems with this? How is it impacting you? You know, and some people might be saying, it's great. Do you know what? I'm getting lots of work done. I'm going home earlier to my family. And some people do that. And that's absolutely fine. But you can't have that as a sole thing because that's what suits you. It's you've got to tweak to everybody. Some people like to work throughout the day, go home early. Some people like to have a break, a proper break at lunchtime, knowing that they're going to work better in the afternoon mm. and constantly going back to your staff at the, you know, not necessarily every week, but every couple of weeks and saying, okay, weather's changed. <laughs> um, how you know, Next week, the weather looks glorious where we are, but um, you know, it is going to get colder. Somebody on a, a tweet replied and said, um, it's brassic in my staff room because all the windows and all the doors are open and it's freezing. That was on the 2nd of September. Now, what? <laughs> that's not 
that's not viable, is it, going forwards? Into I mean, of course it's not. No, you know, I think I'm thinking it's four sorry, schools in the north of Scotland yeah. <laughs> in a couple of weeks' time, you know, they can't, they can't do that, can they? No, we have to be super practical about these things. And, and I love that question, is this working? Yes. And that's across, you know, everything because there is so much change just checking in with each other, mm. you know, upwards and downwards, checking in with SLT, how are you doing? Is yes. this working for you? Because um, I have a lot of colleagues and friends that are in schools at, at, at all kinds of levels and um, there was an article in the paper yesterday about uh, how, how many senior leaders are close to burnout because they haven't had a proper holiday, mm. they've been trying doing risk assessments, trying to implement the guidelines effectively how can we support each other? And I think that question, is this working? Or how can we do it better? Or what are our options? How do we think outside the box? Because we have to support each other. Otherwise, as you say, we'll get, we'll get to half term or Christmas and um, sickness will be a real problem for people because we're just, everybody's exhausted. Yeah. And, and I, I would also suggest then thinking about le- using your staff in, in slightly different ways as well and to, to delegate in, in other ways. You know, it's not the head teacher's responsibility to make sure that everyone gets a cup of tea. It's not, you know, they've got way other things that they need to be doing. Um, but can you maybe release some support staff, the beginning and ends of lessons to go and maybe help with matters you know could they go around and, and run around and take some tea orders and deliver them if they can't if everyone can't get to a staff room can can somebody go and uh get all the lunch stuff out ready or can they deliver some lunches around the school um think really hard about using your support staff because they are supporting this that's still supporting learning Mm. that's that's the key message as well is it's, it's we think of well no they can't do that because they've got to be in the classroom with the children but if it's helping the teachers being able to be more effective and therefore then be more effective let them have a break at another time as well and think right okay well, I don't actually need my support assistant at the moment for 10 minutes I'm going to send her off to go make a cup of tea mm. for herself and get her to have 10 minute break mm. really think about the whole of the day and how we can maybe make adjustments and it's not set in stone how it was because nothing's how it was. <laughs> you know, everything is so vastly different now. Yeah, yeah. But we do get in education very, very narrow-minded about, but that's how it used to be. That's how it is. That's how I do it. That's how I run my day. Yeah. And we're not in normal times, are we? So we're going to have to change things up. And if you can delegate some of those jobs down, so as a leader, you're not the one fighting fires and running around supporting a whole staggered lunchtime. So that, you know, if we're having staggered lunchtimes, you can't be there for the whole of that lunchtime on Mm -hmm. duty because you're not going to get any work done and do anything else. And it's not good for your mental health either. Mm -hmm. So really thinking about delegating down, delegating, changing people's roles if necessary so that you can make the most out of the school day and get the best out of your staff exactly exactly and how do we um just be flexible enough Mm. really to suspend what's normal and suspend what we're used to and try other ways and and give each other the benefit of the benefit of the doubt or cutting each other a bit of slack if tempers are a little bit short or how how do we extend just a little bit more 
patience and kindness or generosity. And I don't mean that to sound, you know, woo-woo. I mean it to, because I'm seeing, I, I just looking on Twitter, there, there is a lot of discussion about people just feeling exhausted already. Like mm. we're two weeks into term and uh, we can't ignore this. We can't no. ignore it and just kind of run at 100 miles an hour um, and not eat well and not get enough to drink, etc. So it's all of these ideas. We're going to, um, yeah, let, let's look at other ways. And I think, um, Kimberly, you created a lovely document that people can download from your website, and I'll put the link to that mm. in the show notes here. But what else in your, in your guidance uh, could you speak to now, some other ideas or areas to explore that, that um, people might not have considered? I think it's really important to check in on people because one of the aspects that you lose with losing everyone being in the staff room is the community aspect and also just picking up on what other people are doing. You know, if you've got someone that's having a really stressful day and they come in and they bang their cup down <laughs> oh, and sit down like that, you, you know they're having a bad day, don't you? And you check in on them and think, oh, okay, someone needs to go and speak to them. And if they're, if that's not happening, if that person's not coming in the staff room, because for whatever reason, people then still need to check up on each other. We're missing that. Not only are we missing the community team spirit of, come on, we can do this if, if we're not all together all the time. And that is a real issue that needs, needs addressing. Um, yeah, there's not the aspect of just checking in on people and thinking that person looks really tired. Uh, you know, I need to, you know, I need to go and see them after school and check that they're okay. Or that person's been crying. I need to check in on them. Um, but also the ability to just ask for help. You know, it's, it's a big thing to go and ask for help. And a, and a, a lot of uh, people that I speak to say, oh, I, I don't need staff surveys like you do because I have an open door policy. Open door policies are great, but they're not the answer to everything because it takes a lot of guts to go to your senior leaders and say, oh, I'm not coping or I can't do this or can you help me with? It takes a lot of guts to do that to anybody in any life aspect, doesn't it? It takes a lot of guts to do that to your friends to say, you know, do you know what? I'm not coping very well at the moment. And when we're not having social aspects of staff rooms and getting together, you miss that opportunity to just have a chat and to ask for help. It just come up in conversation and that oh yeah okay yeah I'm gonna ask now because look, we're having this conversation and they've sat down next to me and I'm gonna you know ask ask them for their advice we're missing all of those little mini mini opportunities so we need to make more of an effort I think to go and check in with people and that's everybody that's not elite senior leadership job that's I think that is that's where the community aspects of of schools come comes in that support staff can do it can, and if it's, they can't do it physically, if they're not allowed to move around the school, because, you know, I get that, I, they don't want people moving around the school, then, then do it on Messenger and, you know, send people messages, send people emails and just say, I'm just checking up on you. Send them a little postcard, <laughs> yeah. you know, those kind of things. Just check up on people a little bit more because I think we're going to miss those little, little signs of, of what's happening and, those little alarm bells ringing that you think oh, I need to check up on that or oh, that person's doing really well I need to tell them that's the other thing you yes. miss on that you miss the celebrations of someone coming in and going oh my god that was the most amazing lesson I nailed that and you people are going to miss out on that as well so really really dial downing on 
the community and if you can't get everybody together how could you do it in other ways can you can you have a zoom lunchtime so if you have to be in your classroom and you're not allowed anywhere else then can you have like a or meeting team meetings can you have all the staff on your screen and you can all be eating together and having a chat together can you do it that way or if your staff don't want to do it can you do it with a friend from another school and just have a video message with them there's you know there are those opportunities um are also going out off-site for lunch that that's an important one that's a really good one let's talk about that for a minute because i think a lot of people feel either it's either implied that they shouldn't be going out or maybe there's even a rule in the school but at this time going off-site could be the most useful thing we can yes. do so talk to some ideas around how we could do that mm. yeah it's hard for a lot of schools that are uh, condensing their lunch times because that is you know if you're on a big site like a secondary school and you've only got a half an hour lunch break by the time you've walked to the school gates <laughs> it's time to come back again but that might be enough it's just you know if you can't find somewhere to have somewhere can you go out can you go out for a walk even if it's just walking around the site try though and make it so that it's nowhere near the children because you need to have a break from the children and this could be from a leader's point of view as well. You know, if they've, they've done lunch duty and they've covered everybody else, then maybe they could just go for a little walk in the sunshine, um, splash in some puddles if it's raining, you know, go and do something silly outside, just get some fresh air and take yourself away from the school environment. Take yourself away from the pupils, away from the email pinging, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and if necessary, go and sit in your car, put the radio on go and sit in your car and phone somebody for a chat. Yeah. Um, but just a change of scenery. Essentially, that's what the staff room is, isn't it? It's a change of scenery. It's, it's forcing you to do something different. So you might just need to think about it. And yeah, schools need to maybe make it, make it known that you're allowed to. Like you say, if people aren't sure what they're doing, and again, that comes back down to communication. Mm. If you ask your staff, they might say, I'd really like to go off site. I'd like to go to the coffee shop down the road. And they're like, why, why don't you? I didn't think I was allowed. <laughs> if you've not made it clear that you're allowed to do that, then maybe you need to make it clear. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there, there's often just a, a friend of mine's a teacher and she did exactly this, just went out for a little 10 minute walk and she found a little tiny church nearby. She didn't even know it was there. And she Lovely. took it. Then the next day she went back and took her sandwiches and it's just 10 minutes yeah. But you make such a great point about being away from the children and, or young people just to clear your head for 10 minutes yeah. and just have, a, you know, something quickly to eat uh, and, then, and then go back and you'll feel much, much stronger for the afternoon. Yeah. And essentially, I work on the new three R's, rest, refuel and recharge. And that's, we need to just make sure, essentially, without making it difficult, we just need to make sure we've got the facilities or the, the means to allow all staff to rest, refuel and recharge, even if that's five minutes of the recharge just sitting outside on a park bench somewhere, um, making sure they've got enough facilities to be able to eat properly and nutritionally as well. Mm -hmm. It's not about fast fixes giving them all white bread sandwiches it's 
it's making sure they've got the facilities. That's why staff rooms are important for food. And I think that gets missed a little bit sometimes. Mm. Like, well, you can eat your sandwiches in your, in your classroom, but people might not want to eat sandwiches and they're not necessarily the best thing for lots of people. You know, lots of people like to come in with a, and I see this a lot on Twitter with people really trying hard yeah. to take responsibility for their own well-being by saying, I'm going to eat better this term and I'm going to meal prep at the weekends or I've got, healthy soups to eat or i've got leftovers, leftovers I'm yeah bringing yeah. in you know all of that kind of stuff they need a fridge for that and they need a microwave for that and or you know and that's important people are doing that for their own health and that comes back round in full circle like you say if people are off sick that's going to cost the school money and cause added stress which we don't which we want to avoid so we need to think of these things as if you take the effort and the time and a little tiny bit of money now, it will massively pay off long term. If you put too much pressure on them now and take, up, take away all of those things, there is going to be a massive impact very, very soon on teachers' health and their mental well-being. And we will see people going off sick and we know we don't want that we don't want that for that person and we also don't want that for our school so exactly and and it's the small everyday things i love the three r's <laughs> rest refuel and recharge and they're so memorable and they're so doable because it's the tiny choices we make every day that makes all the difference it's not oh i'll just get through to half term and then i'll collapse because how many times how many times are we going to do that or how many times are we going to see that it's really it, you know the, the the one really positive thing about this year and and the pressures that the COVID-19 has put on people is it's made us very hyper aware of well-being and the importance of taking care of ourselves on a daily basis yes. not screaming through the term and getting to half term crashing and then getting through to the next holiday it's just we just can't keep doing that it's unsustainable and now's the time to review that and what what do we put in place under these difficult conditions mm. so, yeah yeah and it is it can be as simple as having enough water i talk to some teachers will say i don't i don't drink enough because i can't get to the toilet yes no that's that's a massive thing and you know the other thing that I say is we wouldn't treat our pupils like this. So why are we treating our staff like this? You know, that's a great question. Great you know, we question. wouldn't we wouldn't dare say to our pupils, right, you're not having lunch, you're you've got to sit there and work all the way through that lunch time. No, you can't have a drink because you're not going to the toilet. And um you just gotta eat that quickly. Eat it now, you've got five minutes to eat that lunch. And um, because you need to crack on with your work, you need to be working at the same time. Make sure you've got some work, some food to eat that you can eat one-handed because you've got to write at the same time. We wouldn't dream of treating our pupils like that, would we? Because we know they need to have proper nutritional lunch. We know they need to drink water throughout the day. Therefore, they need to go to the toilet. Um, we know they need fresh air. We know they need a break. Otherwise, what happens in the afternoon, they don't, they don't perform as well. They don't learn as well. So our teachers can't teach as well if they're doing that. You know, that we're making them eat right at the same time, not having a break, not going to the toilet all day, so therefore they're not drinking all day. People are getting through the afternoon and, and not coping. Um, and it's, it's a really simple thing. But 
not enough people really recognize that I'm afraid yeah well what what about the people that are screaming at us right now saying that's easy for you to say you don't know what it's like for me because of all of these pressures I'm under which of course we understand mm how I, I had a lovely conversation um, with uh, Adele Bates recently and, and she made a fantastic suggestion to plan these things ahead of time. So we don't, you know, when we're rushed and trying to eat our one handed sandwich while we're marking <laughs> or preparing for the afternoon, if we can plan say the night before, okay, this is what I, my, my commitment this week is to have lunch every day. Mm -hmm or eat three days a week, let's ease yep. into it. How can I plan that? What do I need to do to make sure that I get these things done? So get a cup of tea, go to the toilet, have a yeah. sandwich or, or, or some lunch, whatever it is. It's, it's planning ahead of time will enable that to happen rather than, oh my gosh, because it's very, you know, lunch times or break times are often pressured anyway. Mm. So if we plan for them a little bit more, it can help us make the space. Yeah, and it's it's um it's that is that two this balance of the school providing the facilities and then the staff taking the responsibility themselves, and yeah, the school can put in all the things it wants to, but if the staff aren't taking responsibility themselves to prioritise their well-being and understand how much better they're going to be able to live and work if they do prioritise their well-being you know, they're not going to work together. You can have one person doing all the taking responsibility and, and, and the, um, the school not putting the facilities in, or you can have it the other way around. They're not going to work. You've got to work together. Um, I think the school needs to, school, school settings need to provide for that and set examples for that. So as a leader, really setting a good example. And as a staff, empowering yourself to say, I'm going to do this because I know I'm going, it's better for me. Yeah. And also, now this is a big thing, which we need to probably talk about, not necessarily today, but not doing it because it's going to help you help other people, but doing it because it's important to you. So not, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to empower myself to say, this has got nothing to do with how, what I'm like in the classroom, I'm doing this because this is, this is right for me. I'm going to walk away at five o'clock. I'm going to go home, spend some time with my family, prep for the next day and come back because that makes me a better me. And not always going to be about because it helps me help others. Um, and empowering ourselves but that's a whole big topic that we probably need to get into in a different way but, but that's a really great reminder it's a yeah, great but just, to, just to touch on it to say you know we do need to empower ourselves um but yeah meal prepping making sure that you're you're not burning out and crashing recognizing that you work better and more effectively when you've had a break so you, you'll, you'll see people saying, yes, but I've got to get this work done at lunchtime because I can't do it after school. There's just not enough time in the day. But recognising that more than likely, if you have a 20-minute break, one of my other um, things is find 15. Now find 15 minutes in the day to have a break. Um, and if you can just find those 15 minutes, then you will probably work far more effectively after school and get that work done and lots more because you've rested. But if you keep going on running on empty, you're not you're not going to perform at your best, and you're going to be miserable as well. And 
that's not a nice way to live really at the end of the day exactly exactly uh we've we've zoomed through zoom literally zoom but um, <laughs> we're at the end of our 30 minutes already i can't believe it kim but do you have any final thoughts or comments you'd like to add before we wrap up it's just about putting well-being making well-being a priority and seeing why it's a priority and how much positive effect it can have on everybody and everything within the school environment you know, we talk we, we talk about whole school approach to well-being but understanding that they is true it's 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 everybody's responsibility and it then impacts every everybody and everything that we do it is a completely holistic responsibility and now more than ever it is important and it's it's we need to find somebody within your school set if you can't do it if you're sitting there if you're listening to this thinking i'd love to do all of this this is amazing but i just don't have the capacity to take this on board find somebody else in your school that can and i do a lot of the um a lot of the schools i work with i really encourage them to have somebody who's not on slt as their well-being coordinator because they've got the time and the capacity to really put the effort into this they can work really closely with SLT. Don't get me wrong about that. That's that's amazing. But we need somebody that this needs to be somebody's this is somebody's job, you know. This is it takes a lot of effort, but when you put that effort in, you get it back so much. You really will see it. Um and if you're not sure, reach out to people that do prioritize it and talk to them and say, okay, well, tell me, tell me the benefits. Sometimes sometimes people need <laughs> tangible tangible things to say okay show me what it's done and we can do that you know i can do that people that i work with can do that other schools that prioritize well-being can show you just what a positive impact it's made to everybody in the school and uh, that's so true and i think one of those positive impacts that we cannot ignore is improved educational outcomes there is yeah. a raft of research that shows that when everybody's feeling well and managing stress and self-regulating and all of those mm -hmm. things that are so important, Acad uh, academic educational achievement is better. So it's win, 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 like for everybody in the whole school, in the whole community, and never has there been a more important time to prioritise this. Yes, absolutely. It's Sometimes it just seems easier and more professional maybe to buy in some extra books or buy in some more iPads or, you know, do a training day on something but actually think think really what is going to benefit your school really long term especially now where is that money best spent and it doesn't have to cost a lot of money that's the other thing maybe that we need to just point out it really doesn't need if you don't have to do this in a fancy way it can be so so simple i said it, up here. it can be as simple as buying some one pound teaspoons from the pound shop and that might make a massive difference to your staff <laughs> and but you need to ask them that's the big yeah. thing as well ask them with communication fantastic kimberly thank you so much i've been speaking with kimberly evans you can connect with kimberly on twitter at nourish the workplace 
and her website is nourishtheworkplace.com. We spoke a little bit earlier about a free download that people can can get from you. Is it the easiest place to find it from the website? Um, on the website, there is a pop-up box. Um, if you just hover on a page on the website, then the pop-up box will appear, pop your name and address in there, email address in there, and then that comes through to me or find me on Twitter or on Facebook and just send me a message. That's fine. And I'll ping it over to people. Thanks so much for listening. Now check out our website, pursuitwellbeing.com and take our free teacher anxiety quiz. I'll include the link in the description below. The quiz only takes a couple of minutes and you'll get a better understanding of where you are today, plus tips to immediately feel better. If you enjoyed the podcast, please hit the subscribe button in your podcast app. And if you feel inspired, please rate and review it and share it with your friends. I love getting your feedback and learning how we can improve our program.